You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. Probably a long way off for most of us, but it's never a bad idea to start planning ahead for retirement. When those golden years come, you want to enjoy the rest of your life, right? The last thing you want to do is to feel that you have this sudden void that you don't know how to fill, that you may never feel again. And then there are people like Jerry Selby who find a joy in retirement that doesn't just reignite the passion he has for his wife, but literally reinvigorates the entire town of Evart, Michigan. Population, 1900. Jerry, played by Brian Cranston here, reluctantly retires after working 42 years as a production line manager for Kellogg's. Feeling lost in life and feeling like he missed out on any chances, fate has other things in mind. Fate, or maybe a little bit of luck. Jerry figures out a loophole in the windfall lottery in Massachusetts. Some folks go their whole lives trying to win the lottery. And in 2003, Jerry read the fine print on a lotto ticket and being a complete math whiz, quickly realized that the lottery had a mathematical flaw in it that would guarantee winnings if he bought enough tickets. Jerry tests his theory at a small gas station run by Bill, played by Rain Wilson, winning nearly $16,000. He admits this to his wife Marge, played by Annette Benning, and his best friend Steve, played by Larry Wilmore. And Jerry and Marge begin to spend countless hours buying and pouring over thousands of tickets every few weeks every few weeks and winning tens of thousands of dollars. As their winnings start to accumulate, they set up a corporation and invite a couple dozen family friends in Evart to join. But it wouldn't be a good Hollywood movie without an antagonist. Enter Harvard student Tyler. Because what better name for a privileged little asshole bully who has definitely asked if you know who his father is than Tyler? (laughs) Small rivalry begins, leading to the Boston Globe to catch on to the story. By the time this whole scheme is shut down in 2012, the Selbys and their partners have grossed more than $26 million from their venture. Jerry and Marge will have a wonderful set of golden years. I am TCD Wood of the Screener Squad, and I am joined by my friends, Bradley. Hello! Melina. How you doing? And Frank. How's it going? It, it's going very well. I'm glad, glad to hear. <laughs> I don't know why I just did a little like Joe Pesci there. <laughs> I, I, it is going well, right? I mean, just pleasantness all around. And, and Melina, maybe you're trying to tap into that Midwest accent that Annette Benning was slipping in and out of over the course of this movie. Oh, yeah, that one that she couldn't carry in a bucket. Oh, <laughs> that's mean. <laughs> hey, don't be mean to this very sweet film. This is inspired by a true story, as stated, or at least in all probability. So what did we feel about... Jerry and Marge go large. Don't I liked it. (laughs) (laughs) We're all so polite. No one wants to go first. So, Bradley, go ahead. Oh, sure. All right. Uh, I enjoyed this. It's very harmless. It's very fun. Anytime a movie 
with incredibly talented actors such as Cranston and Benning are just getting to a point where they're like, I sure love being a parent and I love my kids. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm like that character. So it worked on me on that level. The Harvard plot, I couldn't even follow very clearly. And I don't think hits very well because the way it resolves, I pardon my French, but I'm like, good, fuck that guy. When I don't think that's what <laughs> the movie... Say, that's in- bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's how it was intended to feel no. because I, I consider anyone who moved out of their house and is at college and is living to be an adult. So, no, I, I don't see this kid getting over his head. Screw that kid. I hope he's punished yes. severely. I hated that subplot. I really did. I, yeah. just, it, it, I, I know it needed to be there to an extent, but I thought... Like I don't want to see this kid cry or be sorry for his thing. Like why am I? Like why we are spending way too much time with this little prick, yeah. man? Like I just can't. <laughs> I would love to have seen him cry. I think that was the release I was missing. Was either just watching him burst out crying like a little girl, or just to have Brian Cranston just go full Heisenberg on his ass at one point. Either of those would have worked for me. And that would have been a bizarre twist too. If suddenly he was like, "Marge, I." I took care of it. Like <laughs> This feels like a G-rated Breaking Bad in that it's someone who's just very intelligent in a specific thing, this case being math, that he uses to his advantage to make his life better. Well, it was also one of those things where I was, and I said this on a review that we were just on, that character's really just asking himself, like, well, who am I now after everything that's defined me? This one role that's defined me for so long is now taken away, reluctantly, as you said, and what's left for me now? And I love that this gives him that sort of fulfillment and gives him everything he needs and gives a revitalization to, you know, his marriage. I think that the scenes between the two of them, especially that one in the in, in the convenience store where they're dancing to Dreama. Dream a little dream. I think that's what it was. Yeah. Dream yeah. a little dream yeah. of me. Yeah. It's cute. Yeah. I don't know. It's so tender. I love that they could balance this this really like fun little slight slight caper comedy with you know some real tenderness and yeah. some real genuine sweetness that felt earned because of the two of them mainly. Mm-hmm. I was kind of laughing up front because you have this guy who works at what looks to be a pretty kind of a shitball factory, and he's got these bosses who clearly have no respect for him after all these years. He gets to retire. He has this beautiful house on a lake. His wife is like, you know what? You don't need to help me around the house. Let's have more sex. And you've got your kids who are buying you a boat and actually are dying to hang out with you. I'm like, uh, how is this a bad deal again? It's all part of, part of this new forced reality that he's been assigned or you know given. And it's, it's, it's ultimately not what he wants. Sure. And, you know, yeah. He's like, what am I going to do with a boat? Like, that's just not him. Why does he have the lakefront property then? Why buy that house? It's Michigan. I don't think you have much of a choice. (laughs) (laughs) That's true, yeah. (laughs) To go read by? I don't know. Well, you know your identity is in a crisis when your retirement speech is, I'm still good to work, though, you guys. I don't don't have to leave. (laughs) Right, right. Or when you continue to wear a pen and padding in the breast pocket of your shirt months after you are not in the office anymore. (laughs) That's right. I'll speak from experience here. My dad has retired three times. He refuses to retire. He retires for all of two weeks, and he's like, you know what? I think I could keep being a teacher. So he just keeps going back to what he loves. And with Jerry's case here, he ran this assembly line. He used his smarts for so long to help Kellogg's and to keep the company going. And now he finds a new purpose in not just winning the lottery. 
while that is fun, he immediately figures out a way to help the community, mm -hmm. to help the others in his life do the same thing. There's nothing illegal at what they're doing here. This is all above board. It's and still a chance. It's still a game of chance. It's still a game sure. of chance, but the math is in his favor. And I think it's really sweet that this guy and his wife chose to go the altruistic route with what they were doing. Like, hey, if we can win, we can all win. And mm -hmm. our city can win and our town can win. And we can rebuild that stage for the jazz festival. And I'll get my brother-in-law involved in this. And I'll get the kids involved with this, whether they want to be or not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those bratty kids. <laughs> I did not like the sun subplot, tell no. you the truth. Oh, my God. I thought that, I I thought that was a little too much. I, it was unnecessary. I mm -hmm. thought it was... That was yeah. definitely manufactured, especially when you find out that the rift, if you even want to call it that, that exists between them is not because his dad did not spend time with him. It's just because, well, I didn't like the stuff you wanted to do with me. <laughs> oh, my God. Cry me <laughs> a <laughs> fucking river. I mean, like, that, that, that's, that, that, that's fair enough. But, yeah, I wouldn't make, like, a big case out of it. Not any I mean? points like, I would knock off my dad's parenting exactly. job. Well, also... <laughs> He was a parent at that point. At least his son was supposed to be. So the fact that he didn't have any relatability to spending time with your kid and the way he spent time with his dad was kind of odd. Like, I thought, oh, is it going to be revealed that those are someone else's kids? Because he's given his dad a lot of shit for someone who's also a parent. Yeah, it's get over it time. That's what time it is right yeah. there, man. Yeah. Oh, and Anna yeah, Camp, who I honestly didn't even know why she was in this at all. No, I don't think we need their kids, to be honest with you. No. We, we really didn't. It didn't add anything. It, and I think know. that my biggest problem with this whole movie is everything that occurs outside of the relationship between Brian Cranston and Annette Benning. They are yes. by far and away the most interesting and well-written characters. I like seeing the two of them find this new adventure in their marriage that revitalizes what neither of them, I guess, particularly want to admit is stale, or at least he doesn't. Mm -hmm. And I really enjoyed, I would say the first half of it until they do bring in the Harvard storyline that we all mentioned because I just thought that was nowhere near as well executed that character is just he he may as well just had like a snidely whiplash mustache and a cat on yeah. his lap he was so over the top and unlike very cartoonish and I was like yep. that just yeah. he just needs to be slapped and we could honestly get this whole thing over with this guy has a real punchable face like, yes, oh my is. gosh, I just want to <laughs> knock that guy out. And I am not a knockout type, like violent type guy, but I really want to knock that guy out. Yeah, disclaimer, I'm not either. <laughs> I don't think any of us are, but, you know, that's why we root for it in film. Please. Yeah. I wish your friend would turn on you and give you a good slap <laughs> across the jaw. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this movie is 90 minutes. It's very simple. It's very quiet. It's very sweet. And harmless as bradley said right up front i love feel-good movies i love movies that just make me smile like jerry himself this is a very gentle film about a plucky little nobody from a one-horse town who found a harmless and wonderful way to have a purpose in his life and cranston plays this nice man so well that it only took me a couple scenes to stop expecting him to go full heisenberg and blow <laughs> tyler up <laughs> but you never stop hoping for it never you never stop hoping for it <laughs> Uh, I love Rain Wilson and Larry Wilmore in this. I thought as two supporting characters, yeah. they're very, very well used in this. I thought, yeah, Rain Wilson scenes, just oh, he just became more and more enjoyable. 
each yeah. time that we saw him from the trailer I, it didn't look like he was gonna be more than just like a glorified cameo and uh, he's, mm-hmm. he's he's actually a really nice supporting character here and yeah. it was fun i mean like yeah i do like the supporting cast that that surrounds them i think um it's really great like michael mckean is fun is his best friend Always. and you mm-hmm. know it's mm-hmm. yeah i think you guys just nailed home one thing that i really liked and that what ultimately led me to really not liking something else like you said, Larry Wilmore and Rain Wilson, I think, are really funny, really cute supporting characters. Unfortunately, I think that they are the only supporting characters who they do anything really with to flesh out yeah. in this movie, which is a big problem because a huge part of its thesis is, well, it can't just be about the numbers in life. It can't just be about the work. It's about the people. Mm-hmm. That's a great idea, and that is a great principle. I just kind of wish I'd gotten to know any of these people who by the end you're asserting he's built this really beautiful relationship with (laughs) maybe in a Shit's creek like series done over a season to develop all the minor characters around jerry and marge we could have come to care a little bit more about the son and the daughter and maybe hate tyler all the more with more time on screen (laughs) but also i don't know because that would just make unnecessary characters even more unnecessary like it would spend been like more more sure. time with unnecessary characters. Okay, sure. But if we cut Tyler, if we cut the son and daughter, then we have a sixty minute movie, and then this just makes yeah, it really that's true. Yeah, small, even smaller, simpler thing. So yeah. if you look at a film like Waking Ned Divine, which I think is plot wise very similar to something like this, I think it is a much better film, and that is because it succeeds in creating this really wonderful camaraderie between this community or among this community, despite the fact that not every character you're going to spend a ton of time with, but you get just enough of them to where you actually are rooting for all of them. Here, I'm like, well, I don't really know these people, and I feel like you don't either, Brian Cranston. Well, it becomes an ensemble at that point, I think, rather than these two people as the, as the focus. But I get what you mean. I get what mm-hmm. you mean. Sure. But as those two are the focus and they are... They're wonderful together. I don't think the weakness of some of these other minor plot points takes this movie down to unenjoyable because at the end of the day, it's very sweet, enjoyable film. And I would love to wrap up into some final thoughts here. So, Bradley, why don't you chime in? All right. <laughs> um, I buy scratchies. We call them scratch tickets. You know, those fun little silly games you scratch and be like, oh, my three bucks amounted to nothing. And... That's the most I know about gambling. So when he super mathed it uh, for this, what was it called? The roll down every once in a while. Yeah. yeah. I was stressing out like, I, I'm not going to be able to follow this math. And the film very quickly was like, oh, don't worry. You don't have to. This is really about a guy who loves his community, loves his wife, and she loves him back. And every once in a while, someone will say something to hit that home. Which, yeah, um, Wilson and Park did the best at that. Like, don't you know you're a great guy, Jerry? And like, oh, he is. <laughs> and yes, his kids are way too old to be having these particular types of issues. Like I'd say, well, no, those I, I relate issues. to this. Yeah, I relate to the issues he, he's having with his kids, like with my 12-year-old daughter and 8-year-old son. And like, oh, wait, that's right there. Yeah fully grown adults with their own families in this movie. So yeah. That's... Dad, why did we never throw a football around? <laughs> Hold on a minute. Let me take my arthritis medication. All right, Those I'm ready. Such non-issues. <laughs> I mean, oh God, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, I thought it was a lot of fun. Super cute. Very quick. I guess you can't even cut the Harvard plot out because then it would only be like a 60-minute movie. But I didn't enjoy that at all. It just made me feel gross. Like, can we see this guy in cuffs, please? <laughs> Take him down. And don't play sympathetic music. His dad is right. I would have busted him and be like, are you kidding me? You threatened people? 
get up out of that chair. And, you know, it would have been just this whole embarrassing scene that I'd have to apologize to my childish adult-ass son later. Anyways, <laughs> I'm going to give this one, since it was really fun to watch with the fam, 6 out of 10 Powerballs. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Melina. Yeah, I think that... You know, despite me being a quippy during this whole thing, I really enjoyed the first half of this very, very much. I think that Brian Cranston and Annette Benning work wonderfully together. They have a really, really nice natural chemistry. And I was so enjoying the scenes with the two of them that I was really disappointed that the movie ended up taking so much of the attention away from them and turning it into something else, which was nowhere near as strong, nowhere near as compelling, nowhere near as well written. I do wish that we had gotten more of a sense of the camaraderie, the growing camaraderie between this community that he is effectively bringing back to life, that would have made the ending, I think, so much sweeter and satisfying than I found it. But this is still, it's a very, like you said, it's a very non-offensive, very safe, very sweet film. This is the kind of film that my grandparents used to take me to the movies to see. Like, they would take me to see movies like Hope Springs with Meryl Streep and Tommy Lee Jones. There was nothing risky. There was nothing offensive about them. They're very cute in what they are. And I would definitely say that this is a very cute film. Just not a great one. So I'm going to give this 7 out of 10 bags of Oreos. Right. Yeah, I think I'm I'm with Melina on this. I you know, I know that we need some tension here. You know, it just cannot be all the way through. Like, oh hey, they did it. Roll credits. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, I just I, I I did not like those Harvard sequences. I didn't like the guy. Maybe it's the actor. Maybe it, he just played it like too on the nose, Smarmy. It's not even in, in the same like vein as the rest of the movie. I really would have liked more in, in the community, seeing how the community was built. I think that would have been uh, a better use of this film's time. But I did love this story about this guy being faced with this who am I now question and finding not a calling, but like something that, that would get him going again and, and, and put some juice and some energy into into his marriage. I think the scenes between the two of them are just so beautiful that that convenience store scene when they're dancing is is just great and then it's messed up because that harvard kid shows up and like interrupts i'm like oh you again get out of this movie <laughs> i thought this was great i watched this with my dad on father's day because i was looking for something to watch Aww. with him he was smiling on the entire time he had this grin on his face when I mean, you show you know we're all film people and we, sh we show our parents something and and they get that react they had that reaction on their face the entire time i mean you're like hey i did good and uh, so, yeah, so for for that reason, I got to I, I really got to give uh, Jerry and Marge um, not the highest of praise, but uh, some solid praise. I'm going to give it eight out of ten um, divorces that you, you know, pull off without giving your ex-wife anything that she might actually want. <laughs> <laughs> this movie's all about loopholes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I echo a lot of what my friends here are saying. I think Annette Benning and Cranston have a wonderful chemistry together and are just great. Uli Schlesinger, who plays Tyler, is a cartoonishly creepy creep and he has a wonderfully punchable face. It is no longer necessary to cast Dane DeHaan in anything ever again. Hire this kid instead. He might actually be a nice guy. And I apologize if he actually listens to this. You might actually be a nice guy. I'm sorry well, about yeah, that. But... I'm not sitting here saying I disliked him. I thought he did a great job playing yeah. this bad guy. Yeah, he, he understood the assignment. Yeah. Yeah, he absolutely. He came in and just 
don't talk to your elders that way, you little punk ass. <laughs> yeah. You and your binomial bullshit. <laughs> As I said, I didn't care for the subplot with Ben, Jerry's son. It's not that Jake McDormand did a bad job. It's just the conflict between them just felt really tacked on and unnecessary. But this is an uplifting, easy watch. It gave me a big smile. By the end of it, I had a few awes. Mm. Mm. So I'm going to give this 8 out of 10 gas station nachos that uh, I'll, I'll pass. I'll pass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a good call. Good call. <laughs> All right. So who wants to go in on a lottery with me? Anybody uh, interested in such uh, I'll, things? I'll give it $2, man. Sure. I usually buy one ticket every six months. <laughs> right, so, right. so Bradley's in. <laughs> yeah, Melina, crunch those numbers. Are we going to win this? Ah, what the hell? Go for it. Yeah, didn't you, didn't you <laughs> double-check the math? I did, I did double-check the math. and Because well, my biggest pet peeve in movies is when they they give you movie you math. You looked this up after, after you watched this movie, didn't you? I did look this up. I needed a couple of Advil afterwards because there's only so much math speak <laughs> I can take. But I was, I was impressed. I was like, wow, they kind of got this just right. All right, so cool. So let's all give our money to Melina. Thank you, Melina, for winning us millions of dollars. We'll check in next week. All right, cool. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. I will totally have all of it for you.